Tonight is the 90th all-time meeting between Notre Dame and USC, and tonight is the eighth time Notre Dame has gone to USC undefeated and untied. The last time that happened was 2012. The Irish won 22-13 and finished the regular season 12-0. The starting center on that team, Penn High alum Braxton Cave, joining Kevin Downey and I right now live in studio here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Can you believe it's been six years? And how much have you had to talk about that 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 game this week? I can't believe it. You know, it's gone extremely fast, and we've been doing a lot of looking back on it lately. So I've done a few interviews, and everybody wants to know, you know, the comparisons to 2012 to this year. I, I think the biggest comparison between 2012 and this year is that USC was good that year. They are not necessarily good no. this year. Uh, th- that's a big difference in this one because I think people didn't give that USC team enough credit for how good they were because Notre Dame was undefeated. But they were eight and three going into the, that game. They weren't a terrible football team. Right, like you know, like you mentioned earlier, this is a team that Notre Dame should should handle. But uh, you never know in a rivalry game. What what were you take us back to that game and maybe. The butterfly were there butterflies? Was were you guys really confident? What what was your mindset as you guys went on the plane, went on the bus, and and headed over to 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 the the Coliseum to, to face USA? So I did I did an interview about a week ago and got the same question and you know leading up to games I was always super anxious you know either on my phone or listening to music and I can vividly remember driving from the hotel to the Coliseum. And I slept the whole way. (laughs) So it was just, you know, what we had been through that year. And it was kind of like, you know, here it is, the grand finale. Let's finish this off the right way. And there was just a a piece about it. And we went in and we handled our business. Well, and you had to feel so confident because, you know, having played football with the team, when you get kind of on a roll and you have, you know, leaders that step up and you have everything that starts to come together there's a certain momentum and everything behind you that like you said just feeling that confidence and um knowing that your teammates are going to step up for you too and that was your team i think the the offensive line obviously uh led the way but then also the defense so there has to be some similarities do you see the similarities in in that team and then this one that we're watching now yeah i mean this this defense is incredible they're they're a fun team to watch reminds me a lot of the guys we had i would i would say that their offense performs a lot better than ours did in 2012 i was Uh, wondering whether or not you were going to admit that or not (laughs) (laughs) now you know i i think we had a very talented offensive line these guys have battled some injuries lost a couple of top first round picks last year so it's been fun to watch what they've been able to do you know with a group that hasn't been playing together for a long time but yeah there is a lot of things that that remind me of that 2012 group Penn High alum Braxton Cave joining us here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays our title sponsor for Irish Sports Saturdays is Notre Dame Federal Credit Union when you open an Elevate membership at Notre Dame FCU you get $50 in your new account and another $50 for an eligible nonprofit like a Catholic high school a parish or even Redeemer Radio you already share our values why not share in our benefits Notre Dame Federal Credit Union alright now during that game against SC uh, you guys end up winning 20 22 13 but it was a dogfight mm-hmm. for for a lot of it uh take us through the emotions of that game during it and how much of a battle that was against them it was you know it was a battle but it was one of those games where it was close but never felt like we were out of control i felt like we handled it the whole game you know big uh goal line stand by the defense theo riddick did what theo did all year 
uh, made some big plays and you know there there was never a doubt in my mind that we weren't going to walk out of that stadium without a victory and then I would assume this year's team probably has that same mindset you would think based on the way they're playing right now but does it get to a point that do you worry at all about being too confident because you know facing a team that again that's five and six is can you get too confident heading into this game? I don't know. I mean, these guys are riding high. You look at what they did to Florida State, what they did to Syracuse. Their mindset going into this is these guys don't have a chance of hanging with us. So I look for them to go in with a, a fast start, and I hope, I'm hoping that they put this one away early. Well, and it seems like the, this team uh, specifically – you know they handled distractions really well, and and you know we talked about their the month of November flying all around doing everything. That pinstripe game at Yankee Stadium was not a distraction, and if anything, it, it honed in their focus, and they seemed to come through and play better. Shamrock Series game, oh, pinstripe yeah. game yeah. was twenty. We don't want to. That's the bowl game you don't want to. <laughs> I'm in. just thinking of those uniforms. <laughs> not a fan. Yeah, yeah. That's sorry. <laughs> those were some special uniforms. It's very special. Sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, I remember a, a big moment in that game after the game. You know, I was right there on the sideline as you guys celebrated. And the one thing you did was you ran over to the sideline. You looked into those stands and you locked eyes on it. Was it your dad? I think. Yeah, it, my dad was standing on top of one of the chairs in the stadium. <laughs> and, and you just yelled out one of the biggest screams you're going to ever yell out. Uh, how when you, when when you saw him, how how special was that moment for you? Yeah, I mean, you talk about emotions from a kid growing up a diehard fan to finally sealing the deal on making it to the biggest game on the biggest stage it was pretty cool to have my whole family you know we had about I think we had about 20 people out there so to make the the trip and then for it to end the way it did um man I, I can't think of a better way and then you mentioned growing up a fan. I mean, you're named after a Notre Dame football player that people that don't know, Braxton Banks. So, I mean, this was this was always destined for you, I imagine. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, you know, I tell everybody the story of when I was being recruited in high school, uh, That back when coaches could still call the house. And there's all kinds of funny rules now. But Urban Meyer was at Florida at the time, and they had the dynasty, the Tebow, mm-hmm. winning national championships. And uh, Coach Meyer would call my house and – my mom would pick up and, hello, Mrs. Cave, it's Urban Meyer, University of Florida, and click. She'd just hang <laughs> up. So, so there was no chance I was getting out of out of her sights. So, <laughs> well, and how cool to to grow up here and you know be close to the university, but then actually be able to play for him. And it's funny because being a, a coach that <laughs> coached against you, you were one of those kind of urban legend kids where. We knew about you um, even as young as, you know, junior high football. But I remember the first time I saw you play varsity football there. <laughs> there's this really big athletic kid at center, and he made the other Penn lineman look small, which is really a challenge, Anch. That doesn't happen yeah. very often. Uh, but it has to be so neat to be a local guy and to have been able to to be able to go to Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, it's this is where I think I'll always call home. You know, I – Outside of my time and spent in the NFL, I've never lived away. And, you know, I love this community. They've always had my back and, and taking care of me growing up here. So, you know, it's been amazing to go from the kid on Saturday mornings that would watch Rudy at least once before every game. <laughs> you know, I'll admit that I used to do that um, to, you know, moving away for a little bit, but coming back and ultimately being part of a community that 
you know, supported me big time when I was here. 2012 Notre Dame center Braxton Cave joining us live in studio here on Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Uh, Braxton, you guys kind of mentioned facing each other when Kevin was a coach at St. Joe. Uh, one of the other vivid memories is a piece of video I got of you against St. Joe. I think that was your senior year where you absolutely uh, pancaked and squashed uh, a St. Joe player. Have you since apologized to that young man? <laughs> you know, I think we talked about it a few years back. He, The kid came up to me and said, hey, I just wanted to say thanks for making me popular, making me famous. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, you know that video that Angelo always shows of the kid from St. Joe getting knocked out? That was me. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I'm sorry, but you're, you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. That's the, his claim to fame. So he can uh, tweet at us now and remind us again uh, uh, about that situation. Um, all right, Brax, uh, I know you're not Catholic, but you're really uh, a big faith-based guy. Mm-hmm. Just how, how much has faith played a role in, in your life? And then ultimately, I imagine going to a Catholic university that, that helped uh, continue that faith when you went to Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, I grew up Grew up in a faith-based family. I was baptized when I was young, and um, it's my foundation. You know, as, as much as we like to joke and say my mom, you know, hanging up on Urban Meyer is the reason why I end up at Notre Dame. It's it was really never a thought of me going anywhere else because I loved what you know the school stands for, the tradition, um, just the foundation that they bring in the way they make their decisions when it comes to faith. So, you know, it's even now it's. You know, my wife and I, we attend church every Sunday, at least when we're in town, as much as we travel. Um, but it's it's the foundation that we make all of our decisions off of. So, And then I, I believe, if I recall correctly, a lot of your tattoos are faith-based as well, right? Correct. Yeah, but my, my whole sleeve on my left arm is faith-based with the stairway to heaven, and I got uh, a few tributes to my mom as well. So, Well, you got to get mom in there. I know... Uh... Kim Cave is probably listening right now, so shout out to <laughs> to, to Mrs. Cave, uh, the, the excitement there. Uh, and then you mentioned you're married, you have a kid. Uh, how's how's dad life going? You're getting old now, buddy. I am. You know, dad life has been amazing. Uh, my daughter, Aviana, she will be two in January, so we, we get to see something new every day. Uh, but she's you know, off the charts smart. Uh, it's just been amazing to come home every day and see my wife is fortunate she gets to stay home and and raise her so between my wife natalie and her i don't know they're they give me a run for my money that's all those the dad training is all the uh, two days and all the things that you have to go through the grind of being a football player and then knowing it's five something in the morning you got to wake up time to change a diaper <laughs> so you're handling it well braxton <laughs> i'm trying my wife's the real superhero so all right, and, and I know you're also at Lipper Components now. Just tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah, so when I decided to hang up the cleats, I came back to town and uh, sat down and met with Jason Lippert, CEO of the company, and just an amazing guy. Again, a, a faith-based guy. Um, we go to church together every Sunday, and and uh, when you spend time around a guy like that, a leader like that, it, it's pretty easily pretty easy to get on board with his vision and where he wants to go. So, you know, we're in the... RV, marine, uh, cargo trailer supply. So we kind of got our hands in a lot of things right now, and it's been it's been a great, you know, opportunity for me. But at the same time, I guess my biggest fear getting out of football was 
losing that camaraderie or that locker room feel and I have an amazing team around me and we have fun. I look forward to going to work every day. We have a fun group and we get things done and it's it's something I look forward to. You got a former teammate uh, with you as well, right? So, yeah, I've recruited Trevor Robinson's back. I don't think any of you would recognize him now because he's down to about 235 pounds. Looks awesome. Um, and then also my high school teammate, Stephen Depositor, works with me as well. Well, we, many people don't recognize you <laughs> either, by the way. How much have, how much weight have you lost since your playing days? I'm down about 75 pounds. Wow. So, yeah, I, got, I had to buy a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, my wife doesn't think I'm as fun to cuddle with anymore, so it's not not that big teddy bear anymore. All right, uh, what what's the biggest piece of advice you can give? I know they're not listening, but if they were listening, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give the players right now heading into this game tonight? I think it's just continue doing what they've done. You know, avoid the noise and go in there and and just execute the game plan. These guys are a talented group, and they don't need to do anything out of the ordinary. So when I, I got a buddy who does motivational speaking, his name is Ben Newman, and and my favorite quote that he has is, everything you need is already in you, and that's that's this team. They don't need to do anything special. Let's just go out there and get things done. All right, if you like all things Notre Dame, be sure to stay tuned for Church Life Today. Coming up right after us, Lenny D. Lorenzo of the McGrath Institute for Church Life Today is your host. That's next here on Redeemer Radio with replays tonight at 6 and Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. Time for a timeout. Braxton's going to stick around to help us with game prediction and keys to the game. We'll break down the matchup with USC next. You're listening to Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays presented by Orange Theory Fitness on Redeemer Radio 95.7. High school basketball is back. Our first broadcast of the season is Tuesday, November 27th, when the Marion girls go on the road to Penn in a NIC showdown. Tip-off is set for right around 7.30 p.m. Join Coach Bob Berger and me, Angel DiCarlo, as we bring you 20 St. Joe and Marion boys and girls games over the next several months. Catch Hoosier Seria all winter long, starting November 27th on Redeemer Radio 95.7 FM, RedeemerRadio.com, and the Redeemer Radio app. Angel DiCarlo, Kevin Downey, and live in studio with us is our special guest today, Braxton Cave, Penn High alum and 2012 starting center for the Irish. The last time Notre Dame went to USC undefeated, and the Irish had that undefeated regular season. Uh, Braxton, real quick before we get into the game breakdown, uh, our <laughs> our audio operator, Matt Florian, thanked us during a one commercial break saying, um, I'm glad that you guys are recognizing that that team was undefeated and had an undefeated regular season because we know what the NCAA said. <laughs> How much does that bother you that the NCAA said, no, you're not undefeated, you lost, you, you didn't win those games? Yeah, you know, it doesn't bother me at all because, honestly, that means nothing. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. If we would have won it all that year, um, they wouldn't have got my ring back, I can tell you that much. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's just silly. You know, it's one of those things where they're trying to make a little bit of a statement and, you know – what better to do it than to Notre Dame? So, all right, uh, we'll, we'll we'll settle you there before you go off <laughs> yeah. and get get very angry. Let's break down this matchup between um, Notre Dame and USC. Uh, we'll start with uh, the Notre Dame defense up against uh, the USC offense, and let's start with what the Irish players had to say. Here's what Drew Tranquil and Julian Love had to say about containing USC's offense. Cards in a you know produce a lot of their offense off chunk plays. We got to eliminate big plays. 
Um, and we were able to do that against Syracuse and, and had a good outcome. And so that's what was really what's going to come down to Saturday. Their skills are just extremely talented. Um, they like to throw the ball down the field a lot, and you know, a lot of fast, big, strong receivers. And I mean, that's their power. I mean, their power is just a really run and gun you. And you know, we have the athletes too. Uh, and it's just limiting and making making them earn everything, uh, not just giving them big plays, not just giving them you know, deep shots like they've taken in the past. Uh, it's just making them earn that. All right, Amon Ross St. Brown, the the little brother of EQ, is the uh, freshman wide receiver, the star for USC, 50 catches, 656 yards, three touchdowns. And then they have a freshman quarterback as well in JT Daniels, who will probably be an NFL quarterback. But, you know, right now, right away, we just name that off right there. You say a cor- starting quarterback, that's a freshman, and a wide receiver is your main player as a freshman. That's something that maybe makes the uh, Irish start salivating as a defense here tonight, Kevin. Well, they're good. And the explosive plays, you know, I, when I'm watching the highlights or when I'm trying to watch the games, I pick out numbers for people to kind of watch and see if they reoccur, you know, week after week, especially with this long of a run. There were eight different running backs and wide receivers. And I think just for the storyline, um, the St. Brown kid st- stands out and he was uh, high school teammates with the quarterback. So he is his go-to guy. Uh, Braxton, what do you think about uh, Notre Dame's biggest challenge here against SC's offense? You know, I think the biggest thing is, you know, you got to have pressure on the quarterback. Young kid, you know, the, the kids who – come in and become stud quarterbacks are the ones who they've got experience so like this kid here he's gotten a lot of experience young I expect him to be very good later on but I think if the defense can get after him early they can rattle him a little bit all right let's talk about USC's defense just three interceptions so far this year uh Cameron Smith is their one of their main guys 69 tackles five and a half uh, tackles for loss and a sack. Here's what Ian Book had to say about the key to su- success for the Irish offense versus USC. We got to win the one-on-one matchup. Uh, they do have good DBs. We know they're athletic and they play hard, and it's going to be a great challenge for us. And um, I know our receivers are going to uh, be ready for that. It's like perfect timing for the receivers right now. They're starting to peak, and you know to be able to get one-on-one matchups against some really good DBs, it's going to be awesome. Starting to peak. He said that a lot this week, that the offense is peaking. Braxton, let's get your take on that. Do you feel the the Irish offense is starting to peak at this point? Yeah, you know, I, I was a little nervous when Book was out for a game yeah. if they would lose their momentum, but I think he proved it to us last week that they're right on track. And then, Kevin, with the USC's defense, I mean, they're just not – they have talent there, but they've, they've certainly struggled a lot this year. Yeah, it's it's almost the same thing. They give up big plays, you know, so they make big plays on offense at times, but they give up big plays. The guys to watch uh, would be, I think, 45, their defensive end. It looks like uh, Matthew's brother. And then um, number 35, one of their linebackers. They do blitz a lot. So it, regardless, they're going to go down swinging. You're going to get the best shot from their defense, even if they are inconsistent. All right, Braxton, if you're Brian Kelly, what worries you the most heading into tonight? I think it's the – the biggest worry is just knowing that everyone plays Notre Dame different than they play anyone else. So, uh, if I'm, I'm Coach Kelly, I'm. I guess my biggest worry is that we don't get out to a fast start and we let them hang around. Kevin, I think uh, you know limit the explosive plays and then know that USC is kind of up against the wall. That head coach, he's going to pull out all the stops, um, so <laughs> they're going to go all out. My biggest worry would be could SC beat BSC. For one night. Mm. They have not been SC this year. They've been 
whatever they've been. But if, if they can channel everything and be who they are are usually year in, year out, that would be my biggest concern. All right, uh, your biggest worry if you're Clay Helton tonight. I know there's a lot of them, so what would you uh I'm going to have out? to say Dexter Williams and Julian Okora would be my biggest concerns. Yeah, Julian Quar is a guy we haven't mentioned in the show. Uh, what an outstanding season he's had. And I would imagine that would be a guy, that Kevin, that they have to be uh, awfully concerned about. Well, him and honestly Kareem. just the depth. Yeah, yeah. They, they come at you with a lot of fresh guys. Um, for me, if I'm Clay Helton, besides worrying about my job, I would be, I'd, I guess, just ready to go all out. Like if you watch some of their biggest games, they do trick plays. Uh, they had uh, versus Arizona alone. They had a double pass and a flea flicker. They're just going to go for it. I mean, it's going to everything's going to be on the line. They they know what's at stake, and they do have the athletes to break away and make some plays. My biggest worry, if I'm Clay Heldon, is that if Notre Dame's up by 21 at halftime, whether or not they're going to let me in the locker room and still coach the second half. <laughs> Uh, he's teetering, so that would be my biggest concern. All right, uh, Braxton, what's your keys to the game for the Irish to get a victory? I think it's a fast start and don't give them any hope. I mean, this is a team that they run off, you know, the highs and lows, and if you can put them away early, I think they'll be fine. And then I'd say Notre Dame enjoying their in and out on the bus on the way to the airport. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> on the way back, right? Yes, on the way, right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Kevin. You know, I think it comes down to special teams. So we've talked a lot about how special this offense is, how special the defense is, and we have good specialists for Notre Dame. However, uh, with that same theory that their back's up against the wall, they've had punt returns, punt blocks, field goal blocks, fake punts. They've even used the hands team. So the USC is going to be ready to make some of those plays make a big difference. They're ninth in the NCAA in block kicks with four this season. So they have that. All right, uh, real quick predictions. What do you got, Braxton? I'm going 42-10 Irish. Notre Dame 31, USC 20. All right, I'll go Notre Dame 38, USC 17. Last year I picked Notre Dame to lose to USC. First person to text me was Braxton Cave. <laughs> what are you doing, man? I was wrong. 49-14 Irish in that one. Uh, so, uh, Braxton, thank you very much for joining us here in studio. Enjoy tonight's game. Oh, thank you, guys. All right, that's Braxton Cave. Kevin Downey with us here. Uh, that's our regular season finale. A reminder, no show next week. We'll be back with a bowl special coming up on December 29th at 9 a.m. Uh, for as hopefully the Irish preparing for a college football playoff game that day. And that'll do it for Notre Dame FCU's Irish Sports Saturdays. Notre Dame FCU, where Bank does matter. Our show also presented today by Orange Theory Fitness in Granger. Voted the best one-hour full-body workout. And again, no show next week. We'll be back with the bowl special December 29th. Thanks to our audio operator today, Matt Florian, for Kevin Downey and Braxton Cave. I'm Angel DiCarlo. Notre Dame and USC will kick off at 8 p.m. tonight. The Irish looking to party like it's 2012 tonight in Los Angeles. We close out our pregame the same way the Irish will close out their pregame with a prayer from one of the Irish team chaplains. This is Father Mark Thiesing, chaplain for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish football team. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Our Lady of Victory, pray for us. Go Irish! This has been a presentation of Redeemer Radio Sports. Thanks for joining us for Notre Dame Federal Credit Union's Irish Sports Saturdays. Enjoy today's game.